Ryan, you're the big body, nasty presence. And Kurt, you're that playmaking Gretzky Lemieux type player. So good on both of you guys. Finally, I understand you're getting into the podcast business. Actually, you've been in the podcast business for a little bit of a time now. Good on you guys. Congratulations. And best of luck with the Patio Lanterns podcast. I can't wait to listen to it. Take care. Have a Merry Christmas and a very safe and happy 2021. All right, folks, uh, we're live here and we want to want to say thank you to everyone for uh, one heck of a 2020. I mean, gosh, this year's just flown by. Uh, so many good times. We've had a blast. We've I don't know about blast. everyone else. <laughs> yeah, this has just been just been a great year. Working from home, um, you know, has been has been good. Kurt, what do you got? I stopped working from home a long Kurt, time ago Kurt for some reason. From home. Yeah, that, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Um, um, what else is good happened? Uh, you know, uh, a lot of good things happened. A lot of good things happened out there, guys. A lot of, a lot of um, you heard good, it. You heard it here stuff. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. One hell of a year goes. One hell of a year. And to make it better, we got a shout out from Pierre Maguire. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. How end of the year that? cap off. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you guys don't know, Pierre Maguire, analyst, former analyst with TSN, current analyst, NBC, uh, you know, mostly doing the United States of America hockey game these days. Maybe you don't see him too much. Uh, used to be. A big voice on the World Juniors, the uh, the, the famous Christmas tournament um, with all the young men from the all different nationalities. He uh, he made quite the impression on on many viewers, listeners. Uh, of course, that's been taken over by Ray Ferraro. Shout out to Ray. We'll get him next. But hey, uh, Ray, yeah, <laughs> Ray, have another drink, um, Ray. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, a friend of the show, Pierre, though, um, yeah, he reached out to us, uh, sent out a nice message to myself and Ryan here, as well as, uh, you know, best of luck on the podcast. You know, he's a little, little bit behind on the podcast. Uh, I think he's got about 100 episodes to catch up on, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, he's looking forward to it. So mm-hmm. um, do we yeah. want to just dive into? Yeah, let's Pierre. just dive into it. Dive into Pierre. I mean... Guys, just uh, just the amount of depth he has for hockey knowledge. Like he must have a PhD in in hockey. You know, if any analyst announcer out there, like it's just incredible. Like he just blows them all out of the water. Like Kurt was saying, you know, World Juniors. Like he knows what high school every World Junior player went to. Mm-hmm. You know, like he knows what they're eating for breakfast. He knows how many points they got in their you know Adam minor hockey league games. And it's just like it's just incredible, incredible he to can. see. He can't help himself. Um, it's a blessing and a curse. You can see, like, if you go on to, um, oh, shit, does it even, you know, on our PL podcast Instagram right now? Is this on mine? Yeah, we'll put it on there. Yeah. yeah, we'll put it on there. We'll put it on there. But uh, you'll go on our PL podcast Instagram and, you know, a short shout out from Pierre Maguire. And what starts out as a simple, you know, best of luck in 2021 video mm-hmm. to Kurt and Ryan, a really personal video. He can't help himself, but start naming off Kelowna Rockets defenseman and 
talking yeah. about all the great hockey players and the development <laughs> the Colorado Rockets here. ownership, West Kelowna, you know, <laughs> Warriors franchise. They've done a great job. You know, all the defensemen coming out of here. <laughs> it's just a walking hockey encyclopedia. Mm. Uh, you just you just can't get enough. He's got so much. Yeah, like Randy said, uh, I don't know. He's just got so much knowledge and enthusiasm for the game. And that's where we became big fans of him. You know, he's uh, some some good clips on YouTube. If you search up Pierre Maguire, he's had some funny encounters with players. Oh, he's God. had some Pierre Maguire, reel. Phil Castle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pierre Maguire. Dustin Bufflin. Announcer? Dustin Bufflin, uh, announcer with the long stick. Um, yeah, Darren Dutition, long yeah. stick. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the double Dion clip, Dustin Tokarski. I'm mm-hmm. getting mad at Darren Pang on the panel. Carey Price's draft. Uh, the list goes on and on. He just adds another layer of excitement to hockey. I don't know why people don't like him. Some people He's don't like him. Extremely likable. Like, you just watched that Extreme. video. It, you just like, oh, man, look at this guy. He was so nice. So nice. I can't believe he gave us a shout-out after, you know, seeing our house hockey uh, championship all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I guess. Yeah, I hope you dive into that, Kurt. Um, for folks yeah. that don't, you know, quite know the whole backstory, uh, Kurt and I, uh, we know we're on the Clona Bruins, which was a uh, major midget house team and just midget house team. <laughs> In, in Kelowna and man we went all the way to the end we went all the way to the finals uh my dad was actually the coach that year Jim Rancier um up there with Andy Lawson the other head coach and man, we just had one hell of a team and Kurt you know dive right in there let's get into our glorious yeah, past here I mean yeah it was this year this season had all the makings of you know like a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. Uh, kind of hockey story underdog type story you know um yeah we we got put on the same team obviously ryan's dad was head coach and Ooh, was yeah. it his first year's head coach Ryan? um second year we actually won the championship first year he was coach as well on bantam um wow. but a little backstory we uh i think we had one of the first overall picks or something like that and we traded that person away to get kurt on the team <laughs> Get out of here. Because <laughs> we wanted we wanted Kurt that badly. Yeah. That amount of chemistry. Yeah, that was a, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious when I heard that. Uh, yeah. I was yeah, I was blushing for sure. But uh, you know, unfortunately, like uh we had I think we had we were good all season long, I'm pretty sure. Oh, like strong. we had a yeah, strong good team and we had some real standout players. Mm-hmm. Um and but I went down. I went down hard uh part way through, pretty early on in the season actually. Broke my ankle or oh. fractured my ankle. Oh, I remember that the day. was devastating because Slid we into were the boards hard. Yeah, I was going hard to the net, driving to the net, and mm. I, yeah, I lost control. I'm fighting off two or three defenders probably, and I slide feet first into the boards, and oh. my ankle oh. might as well have snapped in half. Yeah, might as well. They Might had to well, cut guys. the boot open to get my foot out. It was it was awful. Um, everyone, you know, Kurt um, was assistant captain. I was also cap- assistant captain. Uh, Mike Piatelli, you know, with the big C mm. out there. Um, it was yeah, it was heartbreaking to see one of the one of the, our leaders out there just get injured, just you know, grinding and trying to. I think we were in a tournament in in Vernon yeah, or somewhere in North Okanagan. 
And yeah, it was just Kurt was just pushing, just pushing hard. He just wanted to get the W for the boys here and slid in and there goes the ankle. Bang! He's out of there. We don't we don't know how long he's out for. Um like a gun went off. Bang! Yeah. <laughs> and but he came back. He came back um against all in odds. Time for the playoffs. In, in time for the playoffs, yeah. And there's that bitch, Julie Steele, who's the director of the Klein Minor <laughs> Hockey um, Midget Association at the time. And, and she was just gunning for our team. She did not like our team. She was going out of her way to make things, you know, not happen for us on the admin side of things. And, of course, we meet her husband's team in the finals, oh, um, yeah. the Klein Predators. If I do recall, we had a... Uh friend of the show actually was big sean v out mm-hmm. there yeah one of the stars on that team wait was that sean was v? Predators? i think it was, uh, it was ty christensen ty, ty christensen was okay sean v yeah unfortunately he got he got eliminated early on yeah he did not make the cut i think it was, that was the year he had the worst team oh yeah okay. like, they didn't win like any They're games terrible it was like verb and the brothers and that was the team yeah, it was like the the triplets of Arabs out there, mm-hmm. and when they were on the ice, it was like Sedin twins, but but another but one, and they're all but so damn tall. Yeah, they yeah. were out there dingling, dangling. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, like still six, not enough. Six. And yeah, it wasn't enough to win. You know, that's the kind of caliber we're dealing with here in Kelowna House Hockey. When you know the three Vera boys can take on the Kelowna Broods, you know, it's it's just not enough. Need that depth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like obviously, like the playoffs, the hockey season's about the same as the NHL. Like it, like it ends in the spring or whatever. So it's uh, championship time. We're in the championship game. It's I don't know if it's March or April or what, but uh, Pierre, my, Pierre was in town, you know, scouting out the boys uh, on the Rockets, not us. Mm-hmm. He's scouting out, you know, some good, good players with future NHL potential. Right, and um, just happened to be at the local Capital News center that's where mm-hmm. we were hosting mm-hmm. uh the championship game and it was a uh, quite a big event like i think there was like a a rep game going on at rink two and i think half the players came over to rink one to, to watch us play mm-hmm. yeah um, i do recall yeah we actually filled out the stands pretty good and of course you know uh pierre being pierre cura curiosity um he had to wander in through those doors and see what was going on and I mean, he sat down. He never got up. Um, I don't know. I mean, Randy, you want to talk about the game maybe? A little bit yeah, about I the just, game? A little bit about the game. But first, I just want to touch on, you know, the strategy, the coaching strategy, the whole the whole season here. I mean, you know, other teams are practicing out there. You know, where you can see them and, you know, they're having fun out there. And, you know, it's, you know, maybe at the end of practice for the last 10 minutes to do a little shootout or, you know, a little game of shinny, you know, something lighten up the mood here. But no, no, we're doing lines. We're doing lines every practice for the last 10 minutes. Just, just hustling, just lines, lines again, again, you know, like just, just going. And, you know, the philosophy was, you know, we're always going to win that third period. And that's the kind of attitude that we're, we were going into, into the playoffs with and the finals is all about that third period and just, just grinding out the other team. I mean, uh, yeah, go back to that, uh, the finals game against Joey Steele's, uh, that bitch Joey Steele's team, um, national, the Colonel Predators. I mean, yeah, it was it was quite the showdown. We had uh, some big names out there on the offense. You know, I got Liam Samadar, Tyler Laguerre out there dingling and dangling. 
it was, it was quite the sight to see. It was a pretty good matchup. Uh, met these guys, you know, in the regular season a few times. Um, I think it was pretty even. Yeah. Um, can't recall the exact win to loss ratio, but you know, definitely, definitely a good, uh, good team out there. And man, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a heavy hitting game. And I don't know, I don't remember all the details. Actually, just, might have just blocked out, but we just, uh, just kind of blocked out and went there. We were you know, holding the the house championship banner. I remember throwing a couple of big hits out there in a non-hitting league, which was, you know, great to see for everyone. And <laughs> the uh, crowd you know, loved it. The crowd loved it. You know, and then we got the rep guys and Pierre in the crowd. You got to throw a couple of hits yeah. um, for the unsuspecting forwards. Um, you know, of course I'm the, you know, kind of stay at home uh, D man, right defenseman. And Kurtz was on the left wing, I believe. So we never we weren't on the same line, but we definitely had that chemistry, you know, across the rink. Um, could always depend on him. Uh, just kind of do the old dump and chase over the left wing side. Curdy boys there to to make those plays. Sometimes Incredible. I would just give up the puck on the right side so I could see Ryan just land a bone crushing hit. Bone crushing. <laughs> just a guy <laughs> leave leave the puck like kind of like a bait and switch like leave yeah. the puck he's got his head down he's got he thinks he's on his way down the <laughs> ice and there here comes randy and yeah. shoulder down and just i, I mean, love i love some just looking back now some head down house hockey it's <laughs> like because because <laughs> hitting was not allowed people forwards would just run around with their head like they're looking down at the puck like they're not yeah. looking where they're going it just yeah, like Curry said, it just it was too tempting for me to not do it sometimes. Like it's said, devastating because yeah, you are so focused on the puck, you're not mm. worried about getting hit. You're not supposed to be getting hit, but <laughs> I mean, you still got to keep your head up. Mm. Uh, this isn't your grandma's house hockey. This is, you know, Kelowna midget house hockey, mm. um, big boy mm. hockey. Uh, yeah, so yeah, like Ryan, you're known as yeah, steady, stay at home defenseman would land some big, big hits, very physical in the corners. Uh, I mean, if you dump and chase on this guy, you're gonna have a bad time, really bad time. Yeah, forget uh, about it. Um, I was, yeah, more of a little shifty playmaker type, I like mm-hmm. to pass first, think later. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously like, I don't think I lit the lamp really or anything, you know, maybe I made a couple sweet assists. Randy made a few like huge hits somehow went uncalled by the referees. <laughs> the ref probably uh, thought this was a, you know, a pro game here. Just let the boys play. Let the boys play. That's what they say in the playoffs. So. This is what they're here for. Um, so like all that, like, and with the big crowd, the excitement was just, was just unbelievable throughout the whole entire rink. It was electric. And uh, yeah, Pierre, Pierre must've just loved what he saw. You know, he approached us after the game, wanted to ask us some questions. Uh, he too was a bit stunned um, that there was hitting allowed. Um, but uh, yeah, he was impressed. And, and eventually we just, we talked back and forth and uh I mean, we got his contact info, we got his autograph, and then... Yeah, nine um, years later, we just, uh, he doesn't forget. That's the kind of guy he is. He yeah. just, uh, Ryan and Kurt, you know, like something in the back of his mind kind of switches, like Kelowna House Hockey, you know, 2011 championships. And then he's like, Ryan and Kurt, what are they doing right now? And of course, he finds the podcast, has to give the shout out. Uh, so thank you, Pierre. Um, big thank you. You know, that's going to boost, uh, boost the audience for us here. 
Um, and yeah, I love reliving those glory days, Kelowna Bruins. Um, and we did win the game, folks. Um, Kelowna championships. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah, that was a, yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the best moments in uh, in my house hockey career. Oh sure. yeah, hands down, hands down. Uh, all right, let's keep the hockey talk going here. Uh, <laughs> NHL. Four divisions. NHL is back. They are back um, starting early January, folks. Teams are just playing within their division for the regular season. Is it early January or mid-January? It's Mm. right on the line. Mm. You know, it's January 13th. How many days are there in January? 30 or 31? 31 days. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, I think you can just get by with it. I think that's early January. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's mid, okay? It's mid-January, folks. (laughs) And January 13th, 2021, we got four divisions. We got the, so each team has to play only the teams, only the seven or six other teams within their division. And at the end of that, the top four teams from each division, um, I guess, have their, their the playoffs, but they only play each other. And then the number one seed at the end of each of those um, four games or four series will it would be four series three series will play each other uh in the finals and i'm just looking at the standings here kurt or not the standings the the categories for each division and man i think that that central division is looking real strong there there's probably the the one to watch you got the carolina hurricanes blackhawks blue jackets stars red wings who gets what the red wings panthers predators lightning i mean they're looking real good while the West Division is just looking – is probably the weakest, I'd say. you got the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Kings, Wild, the I, Sharks. And I now, don't know. I mean, I thought, like, there. the East Division was quite strong. Yeah, East or Islanders, Central. Bruins, yeah. Penguins, Capitals. Uh, Rangers might be okay. Buffalo, eh, New Jersey, eh. mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, Tampa. I don't, the Central doesn't – the Central's got Tampa – Dallas, Columbus, okay. Every every division's got like four. Yeah, four, four good, good teams, teams, except for the West Division. Really, I think the West Division yes. is a standout as the weakest. I mean, you well, got they've got Blues, Knights, Avalanche. Yeah, which is three. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to cut it. Maybe even the Canadian Division. Uh, yeah, the Canadian Division. I don't. These guys are always flip flopping. I have no idea who's gonna. Who's even going to win the division? I mean, Toronto's kind of always hyped up to be the best. Winnipeg's been fairly consistent, although they didn't they, they missed the playoffs or they got cut out by Calgary there last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Who knows? Ah, who knows? Who knows, guys? Fifty six games, and um, hopefully the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season will be back to normal, and Seattle Kraken are going to be in there. Um, the Kraken. The Kraken. <laughs> and ah. something new, they're going to put ads on the side of helmets now. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how money. I feel about that. Hopefully it's tasteful. Uh, I don't want to look like those, you know, the European soccer jerseys. And they're yeah. just covered in ads. Uh, we'll see how that shapes it's up. It's unfortunate, but I've been hearing about it for some time now. So I've, uh, you know, they beat me down. Mm-hmm. that I'm like expecting it. I'm yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to like it. It's not going to be the worst thing, but then it's like probably only a matter of time before there's something on the jerseys too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a slippery so like, slope. 
Yeah, and there's no way like they go back from this either. Like they've, they've implemented, they're like, oh, like we need the money. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the league's in shambles. Sports are in shambles. COVID wrecking everything. Let's put some ads. Let's put some Canadian tire ads on the helmets. Mm-hmm. A little patio lanterns ad. A little Talk patio. We'll have to see how much. Yeah, how much that's gonna cost. It could be that much. You know, just one player's bucks, helmet. Can you choose a player? I think it has to, doesn't it, wouldn't it have to be on all the players on the oh, team? Yeah, that'd be, of course. But it'd be kind of funny just to pick one player. Just a know? sponsor. Just one player. guy. <laughs> Patio Lanterns, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just one guy just decked out with Patio Lanterns logos just oh, all that'd over. That'd be so awesome if we picked like the, the right player. Just a goon. Just like some guy yeah, who sees some... like two minutes of ice time a game. Yeah. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Lots yeah. of lots of opportunity out there. I'm I'm excited. I'm uh, there's gonna be like I don't know back to back games. There's probably gonna be uh, a lot. I mean a lot of back to back games. I think and uh, just the playoffs will be a bit different because the divisions are different. Um, but they're still like confirming the divisions. There's been some mm. hold up on the Canadian side. You know they're talking about. They even mentioned like do they have to move all the Canadian teams to the U.S. and now they're kind of talking about maybe Vancouver needs to play in Edmonton mm. or maybe Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa are up in there. I don't know. So they still have to work out some kinks there. Yeah, they only got, you know, three weeks to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no problem. Easy. Um, I want the Canadian division, though. I'm good. I hate losing every single time, like 10 times more, but it'll be exciting. Well, the Oilers and just I, had I a big injury, help. didn't they? To report, uh, Clefbaum is it? Oscar well, Clefbaum he's been injured the, the whole season. They, they, I don't know why that's like news because that was kind of announced like in the, in the summer. Hmm. Um, but I guess it's just official now. I so, wasn't yeah, paying attention. Know. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's yes. typical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> typical, <laughs> yeah, typical, as Kurt says. All right, moving on. Um, so I want to give a shout out. Um, so for the last month, 2.73% of our listeners were from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, how the heck are you guys? How the hell are you? How the hell are you? Glad to see you're on board here, folks. Uh, you know, shoot us a message anytime. Happy to have someone from, uh, you know, the sunshine uh, country on board here. All right. Um, well said. Yeah. So. There's there's three stories that caught my eye recently, and they all have to do with driving. And so Kurt sent me this first one. Um, reporter drunk at DUI scene. So this Oliver Independent journalist got slapped with an impaired driving prohibition so while funny. covering the scene of a drunk driver crash. You can't make this up. You can't make this is small town BC at its finest here, folks. Um, yeah, Oliver, real small town. This is why I read the news. This he's, is why I get up in the morning. Yeah, he's the owner the and operator of uh, the Oliver Daily, Daily News. Yeah, I figured he was like an independent like journalist. Which literally gets dozens of reads every day. Is that what it says? No, but I mean, you know, reading between the lines, like how many people, uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know what this guy was thinking. You know, I he know. sees someone like in the ditch or on, oh, I don't know why he's covering a DUI in the first place. Like if you saw a yeah. cop pull someone over for your DUI and you're kind of tipsy, 
Like you're not gonna be like, oh, oh time to take a picture. I'm just a <laughs> maybe small the, town dude. Maybe that's why he did, because he was he wasn't thinking straight. He's just yeah, that's probably it. He's, <laughs> He's just starving. This could be this could news. be my big break. My you big know how story. like there's always the conspiracies about how news companies create their own news. Okay. Um, this could be it. You know, maybe he wanted to get caught by the cops. Because I've never heard of the Oliver Daily News. Now we're talking about it. On he's the just podcast. got some sick obsession with news, and now he's he's watching himself become the news and yeah, and and negative news, like he's becoming a criminal. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You should watch. Have you seen Nightcrawler? No. Oh, you should watch that one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Really mm-hmm. good. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's something like that. Similar idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Okay. So that's the first one. Um, the second one, Kurt, you sent me this one. Man find for streaming the NFL in his car. Uh, yeah. $368 fine. This is, well, this one's from Penticton now. So a small town, Penticton, Kurt's hometown here. Um, a BC man okay. was most likely wishing the new England Patriots versus the loss, or he was watching the new England Patriots versus the LA Rams Thursday nighter. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but he got pulled over in the evening and uh, I guess the cop. Oh, it was, it was a Penticton man in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. He's driving down Camby street. What a fucking dumbass! driving down the middle of downtown Vancouver and the cops must've saw the, the light on and pulled him over. What I mean, I understand wanting yeah. to follow the game, but uh, yeah, I guess he had his, what do you have a laptop then or? It doesn't specify, actually. Can you um, now start streaming through your like your center console, your GPS? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I guess you one's... got like your phone hooked up too. Maybe you can start just streaming through it. Yeah, this one's TSN definitely more or... understandable. Like I can see, like you know, the cell phone mounts. You know, maybe they put that on the dash and they got the board on. You know, they got the game on or something like that. Um, a little bit more understandable than this one. Um, woman claims dog was driving car when it went into the ditch. And that was a Langford woman, I believe. And that's, um, that's exactly what happened. She, she drove the car into the ditch and then told the cops that a, a dog was driving. Uh, which well, is, it wasn't, I think it was her dog. Yeah. <laughs> just a dog, a dog <laughs> got in and <laughs> yeah, she, I guess she was grasping for straws. It's the classic dog ate my homework. Like, mm. and she's a little tipsy herself. So she's not thinking straight. No, clearly, clearly folks. Um, so, you know, stay safe out there this holiday season and Man, yeah, don't first of all, don't drink and drive. And then second, don't use the dog driving um as an excuse because you know, we just found out it doesn't work. What are you gonna do? I used to like the uh, the reporter one the best, I think. Oh, I like the, the dog one too. It's I like so ridiculous. But I really like the the reporter one just visualizing <laughs> visualizing. That one's the most baffling. Like just just all around baffling to me. Like just, I don't know, did was he was he already driving? Was he at the bar and then he heard something? I like the or is he at home or Yeah, maybe you know, small town you hear a crash and you just like oh, you hear the whole everyone in town hears it. And, and then, then how did how there. did they get him? Was he like driving 
recklessly or was his breath that bad like he ran onto the scene and he's like just stumbling around the the site with a camera maybe he was involved in the crash maybe it was all i don't know there's a lot of ways this guy could take it (laughs) oh yeah yeah um all right taylor swift new album just came out yeah another surprise for the year uh this one is called evermore um, so two Taylor albums. Kurt, have you had the chance to listen to one uh, from front to back? Uh, yes, I haven't uh, listened to it to the extent that I like hit folklore and mm-hmm. then subsequently like all of Taylor Swift right. uh, in the summer because mm-hmm. that was just yeah on loop, on loop, on loop. I was just in the zone. Yeah, um, but I have listened for folks to. Folks are interested. The Ali Funk episode um, it really just brings it all together but sorry go ahead go ahead yeah so i have listened to it front to back at least probably at least a couple times now and then mm-hmm. i've heard some of the i've listened to some of the songs uh just on their own too um i mean it was a surprise okay so there the thing i took away from this album it had uh two things going against it right off the bat for me Mm. rightfully right rightly or wrongly two things going against the album and the first thing is it's uh she already did a surprise album yeah she already did it yes i think um so it's like okay it's another surprise boom the sequel like they always say uh the sequel's worse than the first one you know there's exceptions obviously yeah except for shrek 2 except for shrek 2 um, so that's, it's already, the magic's kind of worn off a little bit there. And then I think the second one is, it's very, uh, it's, it's along the same lines. Uh, like it's a, it's meant to be a sister album. Like it's meant to be a direct follow-up to folklore. So it's like similar sounding. It's got that kind of uh, um, light uh, alternative indie kind of, Mm-hmm. feel to it yeah and i didn't need more of that even though i liked folklore a lot i didn't necessarily need more of that mm-hmm. i happily take more of that because I'm, I'm a big as you know now i'm a big taylor swift fan we're swifties yeah we're swifties so i'm like oh 100 percent. if you've got if she's got 15 more songs or whatever waiting at home like yeah, send them out. Yeah, send them out. Yeah. But um, but I definitely, you know, didn't need more of that. I would have like preferred like uh, taking it back to more of the pop or in a different direction or something. So mm. those are the two things working against it. Yeah, that's a good. Those are good points. Um, I noticed, you know, we talked about the lowercase writing last time with Ali Funk, and you know, more of the same. Everything's a lowercase album, mm-hmm. song names. Also, the trend of more explicit song titles. I love hearing Taylor, you know, drop the f bomb, you know, shit, bitch, yeah. ass, you know, titties, she's whatever. Right like, in the second great. song or something, she's mm-hmm. like talking about how you're fucked in the head. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, oh Just yeah, get into Taylor. it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and I, you know, I've listened to this album a couple times now, and to me, it doesn't stack up to folklore um you know this just initial reaction of course of course i'm gonna take more listens through uh, and 
you know, do a more thorough analysis as we do. But as it stands right now, folklore is like just head and shoulders above evermore uh, for the kind of, you know, like Kurt said, the similar mood. Um, But something, something in evermore is not just, it doesn't, doesn't quite click for me. Like, like folklore did the, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Um, I guess there's is one other thing I want to say. Um, this one, like folklore, was like a fall album released mm. in the summer. Yeah, this one's fall Christmas album released mm. around Christmas, like just before Christmas, mm. right? Like she's got a song, "Tis the Damn Season." Um, that being said, when you do that, you know maybe I don't want to listen to it uh, next May. You know, yeah, just because it's a little, like- it's it's like oh, it's like a little Christmassy, but uh, right now. It works. It works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how I feel in in comparison to folklore. Like uh, initial, I always saw this come online. I saw the uh, responses. I saw maybe some initial reaction that was saying, eh, like it's okay or it's not as good as folklore. Yeah. I went into it though, um, just trying to form my own opinion. Um, I'll say for folklore i think i mentioned like i could see it climbing the all-time taylor rankings Mm -hmm. to number one i no longer think that i think i've settled it into its initial spot which i believe was number three Mm -hmm. um i so i can't see it going higher than that and this one i don't think it's far off like i uh i've listened to it a little bit now and there's some good songs on here that i like um i'm wondering I almost wanted to say it had some higher highs and maybe some lower lows, but I'm also, I'm not, I'm not even sure about that, but it, I actually quite like it. I'm not sure if I want to put it above or, or below folklore, but uh, like I go through this list and I see, you know, a few songs that I quite like. So um, I enjoy it. Uh, just not sure where to place it exactly yet. I'm Time happy. will tell. Time will tell. I'm happy with it. Um, that yeah, just like I said before, like I, I'm ready. I'm ready for another pop album. Although she could probably wait longer than five months now, because that's quite a bit of music to put out uh, in a short period. But um, yeah, I mean, once we get the vaccine, I was thinking about this. Like, what's the mood for music going to be in the Roaring Twenties? Like we get the vaccine, are we going to see like, I don't know what the kind of style is going to be. Cause right now it's kind of, I don't know, not depressive, but like, it's very mellow because that's what everyone's going through right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen in the twenties uh, with Taylor and just music in general, you know, like what kind of genres are going to peak. What, like, where are you getting the mellow from? Well, I mean, so like, just mellow music in general. Like, I don't know whoever's come out with new stuff. I just know some trends, like people are, you know, trapped inside. It just, just different kind of, different kind of stuff. Are you sure you're just not listening to more mellow music? You know, that can't be it. That's not possible. No. Cause like, I'm no. looking through my recently added music and there's a lot of not so mellow music. Like, right. from, so it's like, oh, I'm not really, I'm fucking living it up. Maybe uh, Spotify is running my life right now. So, they know what they know what I'm going through. <laughs> they know what I'm going uh, through. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the music uh the music landscape's gonna look like in the roaring twenties. 
It's mm-hmm. gonna be. There's gonna be a twist. There's gonna be some sort of twist. We'll be here to cover it. We'll be Don't here. Don't worry. Don't you worry your pretty little mind, folks. <sighs> um, but also, this is gonna be our last episode of 2020. What a year! What a what a year! year. Wow. Uh, let's look back, shall we? Can let's we do a back. clip show? Yeah. <laughs> Insert the clips right now. Okay. 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 Um, nice. No, I'm still working on the, the the lost. This is a good time just to recap uh, on the podcast as a whole, I guess. So mm. um, there is a there's a lost episode out there. I haven't mentioned in a while. That's coming. Um, and it's coming right, right on the heels of season two, which is, uh, probably sometime around like when the vaccinations start to get through the general population Hmm. season two will kind of sneak in there. Right. When everyone kind of gets tired of the vaccine, like it's kind of old news, we'll get season two going and uh, Mm. that'll shock the system. You hear about the, the new strain, eh? I did. I have heard there are, yeah, yeah. It's a little intimidating hearing all about all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know what to think. It sounds like the vaccine um, is still going to work against these these new strains, but you know, it's kind of the longer that just my, my small take on it is longer that it's allowed to mutate in the general population, the more likely that the vaccine is not going to function against it. Um, So I just did. I think it's as it stands right now, everything should be okay with the vaccine. And um, I'm I'm predicting June 2021 is going to be the time when uh, you know the sun comes out for us in the Okanagan Valley, and you know the vaccines are going to be rolling. Things are going to start getting back to normal for a beautiful summer. That's another thing I said last year. Was I said June? Mm-hmm. And it actually came true. I thought because I thought it went relatively back to normal. Yes. Um, and then we had a good took, summer. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, we had an, yeah. like a somewhat normal summer, um, like which was paid for by our like very strict lockdown in the spring. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. and then now it's, it's kind of out of control now. Um, and then we got the vaccine coming. So, you know, as far as a playbook goes, I think it, it went pretty well for us in BC here. Um, you know, strict lockdown, we all got to have our summer and then, you know, kind of back to more, you know, isolating ourselves now in the wintertime. So the, uh, the mask thing, I recently, I recently got some new masks because at this point, if you're, I think it's, it's a good, like you, you could, you could easily have invested in some premium masks at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's been going on long enough. Like you either want to spice up your fashion or your comfort level or whatnot so you know i still use the the surgical masks um they're great Uh, i've got a good supply of them i get them for free at work whatever Uh, but i got some nice some nice soft masks Mm. and uh i've been getting compliments like uh it's kind of like trying out a new uh like a nice fitting t-shirt or Mm. a nice tight pair of jeans like right i was uh I was at the coffee machine. This was a few weeks ago. Um, I've glossed over this. I've been holding this in my back pocket. And this was a few weeks ago. I'm at the coffee machine, you know, uh, flaunting my new mask. And it's just a solid black mask. Like, it's pretty dark and mysterious. Nothing flashy, that's for sure. 
And I'm at the coffee machine, the water cooler, getting my fluids up, um, getting some vitamin C, vitamin D, T. And a coworker comes by and, you know, he can't help but uh, compliment me on my mask. He's kind of like, oh, like, where do you get your mask, bro? Like, uh, I don't know how uh, the mask looks so good on you. And uh, I just kind of told him, like, yeah, I think this guy... This guy's from yeah. Walmart, I think. But uh, yeah, it's great. Thank you very much. And um, I've seen like, I've noticed people like treating me differently. I've noticed uh, oh. like a different level of confidence, self-confidence um, like this. And it's winter. So it's comfortable. It's warm when it's cold outside, but the mask keeps me warm. And uh, I feel... I just feel good. I feel empowered. Mm. People like I'm always, I feel, I, I don't have to worry about what I'm doing with my mouth. You know, I don't have to, I still do that awkward smile thing that we talked about <laughs> underneath the mask, but nobody, nobody sees it because yes. I got the mask on. They can't read you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just comfy. I think there's a aura of like mysteriousness to it because mm-hmm. now you're just trying to read my eyes and maybe maybe if i've got a big smile you can get some of those eye wrinkles going on mm-hmm. um i don't know like i'm wondering am i gonna be one of those people that just just starts wearing a mask after this is all said and done just out of fashion like is that is that gonna, gonna be a good, thing now do good? you reckon it's just, it's just part of us now. like i th- i think like i was looking in the mirror mm-hmm. with my mask on looking at my whole outfit i thought i looked hell hell of a lot better than without a mask like it just just it's the icing on the cake kind of thing um like i'm almost i almost want the the mask rules to stay in place so that i i get to wear my mask all the time so it's a black mask yeah yeah that'd be like your your face if you had like a a big beard pretty much mm-hmm. okay that, that's what I'm it's at. like the it's beard like the, it's like the same covering my mouth like it's yeah so yeah like it's just covered your nose somehow and light your mouth but yeah that's that's kind of my face yeah that's kind of what it would be huh. it's good though uh, i mean i'll admit in the summer it's it's not as comfortable it's not and, good. Yeah, and it's if not you're wearing good, glasses it's problematic mm-hmm. it is I cannot, I'm wearing safety goggles at work. Sometimes I have to wear a mask. I put my glasses on immediately fogs up. I can't see anything. Mm. I'm a hazard out there. Um, so those, that's the downside. But in the winter, like a crisp zero to minus five, put that mask on. Yeah, it kind of keeps you warm. Strutting down the street, uh, like Peter Parker in Spider-Man three, having a great time. Just loving, loving life. Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's a good way to end it. Um, So, folks, have yourself a great Christmas Christmas. and New Year. And we'll see you next year. 2021, folks. The Capstronaut. A Washington Caps fan who wears an astronaut suit to every game. He thinks he's intimidating the opposition players. He sits right behind the opposition bench. The hardest thing for him is drinking an adult beverage because he can't get it inside of that mask. Might have a straw. And the other thing is going to the bathroom.
Kind of a straw in there for the drinking board. So he might be wearing a defense. Nothing wrong with Carey Price's athleticism, and he's a great handler of the puck, and he's very technically sound, and he's a big body presence on all that in goal. But you think about it now. Jose Theodore, Cristobal Huey, they traded Matthew Gannon. They have Jan Donis, who they signed as an unrestricted free agent coming out of Brown University. This is not a fit for Montreal. They have so many other needs. They are very unproven on defense. They just bought, let go of Patrice Brisebois. They don't have a big body presence down the middle at center. Yes, they have Radic Bonk, who they got in the Gannon trade. That's a huge price they paid to get Bonk. I don't know about this fit at all for Montreal. They have so many other needs. Well, here. It's a double DR. Now the defenseman falls. Here comes Crosby and Crosby drive. Because that's on the same rebound. Perry for Bergeron scores. It's a beauty. Wait, wait. Kabad, Kabad. A double Kabad. And it's a double Dion to start the turnover for Canada so they can get their counterattack in. Off that and uh, just keep playing and doing my job. Have fun, Buffalo. All right, thank you. Dustin Buffalo. <laughs> What's Hagelin's game meant to you? Because you've been yeah. percolating ever since you came over from Anaheim. Yeah, Haggy uh, obviously has a lot of speed. He's a real smart player. Um, you know, we read well off each other, and, uh, you know, he's a lot of fun to play with. How's your breath? It's, it's not good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant in terms of conditioning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, obviously, uh, it's a fast game out there, and, you know, you just catch your breath and go back after it. It's been fun watching it. Keep having fun, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Thanks, eh? What a, I can't believe that. Byers to pick it up. Gordon Schrader intercepts. Van Reems like, looks in front. Wilson, all alone in front. Backhand Schultz. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable by Tokarski. He took that right away. A sure goal. Colin Wilson has time, he has space, and he has the athleticism to finish this playoff. But Dustin Tokarski says, oh no you don't! Wow! Um, but he had mentioned Hal Gill's a defenseman with a long stick. Uh, is this a guy that's going to be traded though? You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Yeah, big mouth, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know about Hal Gill? Rips it back, Ellis drops it down for Hodgson. He shoots and the save is made by Zalopniak. 20 seconds to go in the third. Hodgson. Filatov picks it up. Filatov with time to the line. Ellis knocks it down. They battle on the wall for it. Ellis in there as well. Boychuk looking for it. Tavares pulls it out. Tavares backhand towards the goal. Loose puck. Everybody scores! Tie game! Can you believe it? I can because of the fact that Kulik can ice the puck. And look at the Russian body language now. They're crushed. Tavares had to step up and make a magical play. The crowd loves it. Tavares' magical play. Season right this time I'm staying at my parents' house In the road not 